This is a crowd podcast. Welcome to Go Love Yourself. I feel like I'm getting left behind. Like that's how I feel. It sucks so hard. So despite having all of these things, I still I feel like I'm being left behind. And I was like, <laughs> I can't afford therapy, so I have a podcast. Let's talk about it on the podcast. <laughs> Okay, I think we need to start this episode by saying thank you to our lovely listeners about the reaction that we've had for the last couple of episodes. So our Barbie one, of course, but also the mini episode that we did about the Lizzo situation, because we were both really scared about that. And I think you can hear like the trepidation in our voices when you listen to that about we were we didn't really know if we should say something and then also what we should say. But the reaction from our community has been amazing. So thank you. Yeah. And just to reiterate really what Lauren said, like, I just want to say thank you so much. A lot of you said that, you know, we had said exactly how you had felt, but didn't really know how to say it. Um, And that really meant a lot to us. So huge thank you for that. And I'm so pleased as well that you really enjoyed the Barbie episode. Mm. Literally five minutes before we started recording this um, episode, I had a DM from Sharon Rooney. (laughs) Stop it! Um, our very own plus size Barbie. How cool is that? Hi Sharon, so if you're listening, cool. that'd be cool. Uh, please come on our podcast. Oh my God. Do you know what's so funny? It's because the cause that you got that DM while we were like, just before we recorded, <laughs> both our first instinct was like, can we get her on the podcast? <laughs> oh, I do hope so. That would be really, really nice. Uh, but yeah, loved your reaction to, to the Barbie episode. Um, and I really, we need, we need to go back and see it again. I, Cause I feel like I understand it more we now. Have, we, know, we? No, we need to do we need it. To that in, in more comfortable chairs. <laughs> yeah, in comfortable chairs, and I think I'm gonna have like more snacks this time, less I'm drink. Up for it. I'm I'm handing my um I got my book back. Um I ah! this is my big news. Well I have two bits of big news actually. Um I got my book back. Love. It's gone through uh, two editors now, and so I've been <gasps> pulling all nighters uh most of the last week, hence my very, very large eye bags. But yeah, it's really exciting. It's so nice to have it back because it's sort of like I, I handed it in, I was so happy with it, as you know. But yeah, I've kind of like missed it. <laughs> it's like I got my baby back. Oh, uh, so cute. that's been really nice to, to sit and read through that and do the amends. And I'm assuming they liked it. It's all good. You're yeah, happy. Yeah, I had really Is lovely it feedback. It's still really scary. But my, one of the, like the new editor, she messaged me and my main editor, Beth, to say that uh, she genuinely thought that the manuscript was amazing and that she really enjoyed reading it. And she had to kind of, <gasps> she had to like, what did she say? She said, I had to keep reminding myself that I was editing it because I was enjoying it and engrossing it so much. And I thought coming from someone oh, who's stop. been in the game for 20 years, like that really meant a lot to me. Yeah. So I'm just so excited for you all to read it now. I can't wait. I felt like January was so far away and now it's coming around really quickly. <gasps> I can't wait. Oh my God. God, how in, what that can probably be not a bigger compliment from an editor, right? right? I know that's amazing. I'm Laura, I'm so proud. Thank you. I'm so proud. Yes, give me uh, ah, I'm so excited. <laughs> and my other big news is that we are moving house ah! finally. I hope so. Anyway, touch wood. It's all changed now since I moved. You've got to have like is it? a complete, you can't basically even look for houses unless your house is sold. Oh, well, that, yeah, that's normal, no, right? Well, it wasn't when I moved seven years ago. Um, and mm. yeah, they wouldn't take it off the market and we couldn't proceed anything until there was a complete chain, which I get, I, that's fine. But we now have a complete yeah. chain. We went for a second viewing recently and we still really loved it. It's like a blank canvas at the moment. 
moment. So there's nothing. It's got no personality. White walls, grey carpets. You, your favourite. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but also, I feel like you quite like. No, that. I don't. This is the thing. I've actually really gone off grey. Oh, no more grey. Yeah. Yes. So my house is quite grey, but this is very. This mm. is going to be like colour and blue and warm and yeah, like we're going to go modern farmhouse, darling. I think in the new house. Modern. But farm I'm just house. really excited to move, and I'm really excited to have like I'm going to get a room for my nieces just for them, like all pink and nice. So oh, yeah, cute. I'm really really excited. This is so exciting. Honestly, house stuff is such a big deal. It's so stressful. It's so um, stressful. So I'm so excited and oh, I can't wait to see what you do with it and what colour you have because I feel like my interpretation <laughs> of colour and at this moment, everyone, I think we know I recorded the little room and it's like slap you in the face colour is. is different because your living room currently is like sort of cute, like neutral tones and like a bit of purple and stuff and it's beautiful. I'm feeling that kind of yeah, vibe, right? definitely, yeah. More calming. I need calm. calm. Calming will be good. I can't wait. I'm so excited for you guys and... I can't wait. Anyway, enough about me. <laughs> How are you? I'm 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 good because I'm you know it's me. I'm always good. Liar. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah. Sorry. If, I, if I'm not good, I'm great. Thank you. How are you? And if I said no, I'm good. Thanks. Then you know something's wrong. And um, nothing's really wrong. It's just I miss being in my twenties, Laura, because I'm such like a birthday month girl. Oh, right? Yeah, I did not know. Unapologetically. <laughs> no, 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 right. <laughs> but I'm um, since turning thirty. I dread my birthday I dread it to the point where when I turned 30 and I think we've spoken about it in a podcast episode before I made myself sick with worry and anxiety and stress about it it's like very dramatic but I just you know it's the being single and child free at 30 thing and now all of a sudden I'm about to turn 35 in October and I am still single and child free and the alarm bells the pressure all of it in my head right now is deafening and it's all I can think about and it's making me feel really shit to be honest and I messaged you about this last week and I was like I think we need to do an episode on these like milestones of life and you said yes and we're recording it today and I'm so pleased because I think I need to talk about it and I think if I'm feeling it I know you'll be feeling some pressure of other stuff. And I know pretty much everyone listening will feel a certain amount of pressure about something. So I think we've got to talk about it. So where did this kind of like come from? Because I hope you don't mind me saying it, it kind of felt like it came out of the blue because you just started a new job and like mm. one minute you were really, really happy and really excited about that. And then the next minute you were like having this kind of existential crisis. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. So what, how did this all come about? Um, yeah, tell me about existential crisis. I literally went home one night last week and just lied on the sofa on my mum's lap and cried. Like that kind of existential crisis. Thank God for Ali oh, Smith, honestly. Babes. I'm 30, I'm almost 35. I have bought a house. I have a great job. I have this podcast. I have wonderful friends. I have my family are all healthy and wonderful. I have so much. However, the two things I don't have are a partner and children. And the older that you get and the more into your 30s that you get, the noise of that pressure gets louder and louder. We'll also get, and we're going to talk about this, but the time pressure of children. In the two months usually leading up to my birthday in the last few years, I've started to feel that pressure soon as I get to my birthday, midday on the birthday, I'm absolutely fine. I don't care again, but I just feel it. Um, and this wonderful new job, I love it so much. I'm so happy. But a lot of people that I work with are younger than me and are in either, you know, similar sort of level jobs to me or are a lot younger than me and just like a level below. So there's that kind of comparison mm. thing. My friends, I'm I'm kind of 
at this moment in time, I'm sort of the last single girl. And that's hard. That's really fucking hard. And I've never really been that before. And that hurts so much. All my friends that don't have children, but are in relationships are starting to make plans. And I'm like, I feel like I'm getting left behind. Mm. Like, that's how I feel. It sucks so hard. So despite having all of these things, I still, I feel like I'm being left behind. And I was like, <laughs> I can't afford therapy. So I have a podcast. Let's talk about it on the podcast. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad that you are though, and that you've been so open and honest about it. Because like you said, I'm sure so many of us mm. feel this. Uh, whatever stage you are in your life, there there are certain, like you say, certain milestones. But I do think coming up to 35, we are constantly reminded as women that your fertility falls off a cliff. Falls off a cliff is the term that is used when you are turning 35. 35. It's, it's, it's horrible. It's heartbreaking. And it's also not true. Yeah. It's not true. It's not true. It's not like on like at the strike of midnight <laughs> on your 34th birthday. Yeah, your your eggs all are, are all off. <laughs> They've had enough. They're off. Bye. See you later. <laughs> but it's so frustrating, isn't it? And like I you know i i can i can kind of empathize with, with some of what you yeah. you're saying i because i feel like when i meet new people they say like oh have you got kids and they expect to go yeah yeah i got one or two and then moan about them yeah because i feel like that That's is the generic do, response yeah. isn't it and i i just go like and i used to go no no you know we try but you know it didn't happen or whatever and now i just go no and i watch the uncomfortableness mm, in their face I, and they're thinking mm. why and it is it just feels like i say this as like someone who is as i say who is married but i still feel like it doesn't matter what you do in your life you can have like the best job the biggest house the mm. best you know like all the, you can have like all these exciting things wonderful friendships great family amazing holidays and yet people will still fundamentally boil you down to having are you married or are you with somebody and ha- and have you got children as your greatest achievement i remember when i was a teenager actually probably more like early 20s i think and i was dating and i was not having massive luck with it and i remember my uh i overheard my dad saying to my stepmom all i want is for her to just get married and have lots of babies and i remember saying to him you should want so much mm. more for me than than that it is not the be on end all but I feel like society puts so much pressure on us and makes us feel like that is like kind of it's intrinsically linked with our value and I think that's so wrong it is it's really hard and it's always the questions that people ask like if you go to a family function and you haven't seen like you know your dad's friends granddad's uncle's cat and and they haven't seen you for a while and they ask those questions and it's oh you married yet have you got kids yet and that's the only things they ask, yeah. but it, then it boils it down to these are the most important things. And then that uncomfortableness of answering that question then sits with you and you feel, they don't feel it. They don't care. You feel it. And I'm with you. Like, and again, I, I can't empathize with your situation because I know it's so much harder, so much more difficult, but when you have to answer the no, it's <laughs> like, no, I don't have children or no, I'm not married. It just, it hurt. And like having to come up with a jovial answer when perhaps yeah. you are heartbroken that you don't is really shit i also just i don't know about you but i sometimes feel like i have to justify it like yes no but but yeah and and we've spoken about this on the podcast about being like the good fatty and Mm. having to like make up for thing other things that you feel like you lack your perceived kind of lack of achieving a certain beauty standard so you like the funny one the caring one the the kind of the nurturing one, the, the mum figure. And I definitely feel like that when you haven't hit those certain milestones of yeah. like got married, had a kid and all of that. And when I got married, even people like my nam were like, I'm just so proud of you. And I was like, why are you oh, proud of me? Like, without, nah, I don't get I that. I ain't having it. 
do you know what? I'm, the, the, if I ever if I ever get married, the one thing I I, I I think about this often. I'll say to my dad to to not add into his speech. Do not say that you're proud of me for getting married because I haven't done anything. Getting married, I think, is a very yeah. easy feat. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? So don't say, I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm annoyed at that for you because don't say you're proud of me for getting married. That's not so true. Like, it's wonderful and I'm glad you're happy and I hope you'll both have a wonderful life together yeah, and all that, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Absolutely. Be proud of me. No! <laughs> yeah, there's so many other things to be proud of. Yes. Um, it's just weird. Like, I feel like sometimes I think like we've come really far as a society and things are changing. And I, I follow, I have to find her, I follow a really amazing woman on TikTok who's child-free by choice. Mm. And she talks a lot about having to like defend conversations around, you know, well, what, who's going to look after you when you're old and all of this. Oh. And it's not just women either, though. I do think, like, I think for men as well, they feel the pressure from like their families to be like, when you get married, when you're settling down. I think it is different, though. I think it is very different. Yeah. Do you? Uh, yes, a hundred percent. We can't talk for dudes, obviously, but there is no way in which it is worse for them that pressure. They do not have a time limit, and there is a very, very loud and strict time limit for women. And the sentences on every single website I checked was, "If you're thirty-five or over, you need to do it sooner rather than later." Was the sentence, and that's it. And it's true, and it's scientifically and factually true. The percentages of being able to conceive a child within a year do d- drop the older that you get, but it's not like one percent chance. No. You know what I mean? But we feel it so much more loudly, more heartbreakingly. Like if you want children, and that's where I'm at the minute. Basically, I, I know I want them. I don't even know if I'm able to have them. But also on top of that, my age could be something that stops me from having them at all. And that's really shit. And it's just having the choice taken away from you, isn't it? That that's the upsetting thing. So was there anything that like happened? Because to be honest with you, up until very recently, like you've always said to me that you kind of sat on the fence. Yeah. And then we went for lunch, I think. And there was like a really cute little kid. And I was like, it looks like a little mini you, Lauren. And you're like, stop (laughs) it. Stop (laughs) it. I think I really want kids. So was there like a turning point or did you just kind of wake up one day and were like, or is it the pressure? I never wanted to. And probably a lot of people listening to this podcast will be the same. Up until I was probably about 27, I didn't really want them. And then I was in a relationship at the time that I was like, oh, I could see having a child with this guy. And then obviously that didn't work out. And then I think when you are single specifically and child-free, you have to get in a headspace where you kind of are fine with it. And then you kind of bat it away for so long. And I've been doing that. And I remember me and Stacey, my friend Stacey, went for a walk on New Year's Day this year. And I was like, do you know what? I find if I need to get serious about this, I'm going to have this year as like, you know, maybe try to date, maybe, you know, live my life a little bit. And then from the 1st of January, 2024, I need to start making a plan because I'm getting older and these options are going to be taken away from me. And that 1st of January, 2024 is coming up very fast. And whether I do something or not, it was just that conversation that I put out into the world with my friend. And now I'm like, that's coming up really fast. And I just, the option could be taken away from me. And all my friends pretty much who have got children have got the two children or the three. And they're yeah. you know they're they're done with it it just i don't know i'm really struggling with it i hate it it's hard as well i just want to really quickly touch upon the fact as well like you said like most people have got two or three kids mm. i think it's also hard for people that have got one because yeah yeah, yeah maybe yeah. trying Absolutely. for another one or they can't afford another one because yeah. everyone as soon, this is the thing right as soon as you get with somebody you're in a relationship they're like when you get married yeah. then you get married when you have a baby then you have a baby when you have another baby and then and then if you do have an, like another one after that or another one after that, it's like oh stop enough now yeah <laughs> And it's like three years to live in. 
recently. Yeah, like I don't have any more. It's greedy. But going back to you, I do feel like, and I this is the thing, mate. I totally, totally understand it. It's completely normal because mm. of like, like we just said, societal and biological pressures. But I do feel like you are putting an enormous amount of pressure on yourself. Yeah, thinking that you're literally you're gonna hit thirty five and you and that's it. Game over. You've just started a new job, a fantastic new job, which is which is quite high pressured and very fast pace give yourself some grace I know, I know I know and I should and I, it's just sorry I'm, I'm now gonna get upset because I just I, I kind of said to my mum this week I was like I am putting the pressure on myself for sure I do need to let myself you know settle into this new job and yeah. um you know I'm trying to kind of do other bits with my life as well and I need to let that happen but I also said to mum there is a part of me that's like perhaps I'm not putting enough pressure on because I haven't dated in a long time and you know the biological clock is doing its thing so maybe I haven't put enough pressure on myself and I know people feel that and what my mum was so good and I know you'd say the same thing and mum exactly the same as you just said she just like Lauren stop putting the pressure on yourself my circumstances is that I haven't dated for a long time or a lot over the last say six years because I was really unwell and I couldn't and I had kind of like a mental breakdown because of something that happened and it took a very long time to get over it so I feel like I've lost those years um, unfortunately they're like you know key years like your early 30s kind of thing now I'm here at where I'm at and I just it's so difficult to kind of bring yourself back in and say and be grateful for all the things that I've got and know that I still got the time factually and scientifically I know that I have still got the time ah oh, I don't know I've never felt I've felt the pressure probably for the last like four three four years but it's just deafening with the 35 looming mm. I feel like I'm staring down at the barrel of a gun at 35 Mm. Oh, oh, it must be yeah. so hard. I, I I don't want to sound patronising, but no. I do feel for you, and mm. I do like I I see how how cut up you are about this, and I you know watch your Instagram stories talking to as well about all the patronising comments people say to you. <laughs> and I hate that. Mm. I don't want to add to the rhetoric, but like online dating does sound oh, it's awful, horrible. It sounds awful, and you've got the added pressure now of like knowing that you want kids. Yeah, it's hard, and this kind of time thing of like if you meet someone, it's like a job interview, isn't it? Hi, how are you? Are, are you yeah. fertile? Would you like children? <laughs> yeah. uh, soon do you know what I mean it must be it must be horrible it is really hard me and my friend Emma have spoken about this a lot like we've had really what's quite wonderful about having like really close female friendships is that the conversations that you have as you get older get a lot deeper so we've had some really fantastic conversations about like fertility and and that stuff and you know the very real worry that because we are getting older and if you haven't got a partner feeling like a bit of you might settle because you're like shit I'm running out of time but also knowing full well that neither of us would ever settle. Um, But then also talking about options of doing a fertility test of some sort to check if it's even a thing. I think I've talked myself out of that because I think the answer either way is not going to be good for me. And looking at freezing the eggs, I was doing that last night. But I don't have a spare 10 grand, mate. So like that's not even a possible slight option. It's just stupid. (laughs) Even freezing your eggs, like... It's a lot, isn't it? It's a lot of money. Mm. It's actually quite um, an intense procedure. And the success rate isn't that high. I don't want to be... No, no, no. I need that. No, we all need that. I need to be honest about it. You know, bad news or anything. Mm. It's so hard. It's just because you don't know. Like if someone's... If I said to you, Lauren, Mm. you will be able to have babies up until 42. Mm. 
right? You'd go, oh, okay, yeah. maybe that feels a bit better. It's just, it's just the unknown, isn't it? It's, it's scary. And this is it. And and I may not even be able to conceive at all. I could have been, you know, I could have never been able to conceive. And so, but it, it, and it's like, oh, do I do a fertility test to get that control back? But also, my mum made a really good point last night when again I went round her house and just cried, um, and. Uh, she was like, well, like, what are you going to do with that information? If you find out yeah. you've got two years left, that's not going to be good for you, is it? So anyway, yeah. that's that's where also I'm it doesn't at. work like that, babe. I hate to break no, into I you. No, I know. Like, well, I <laughs> imagine so. You have got... You have 19 months <laughs> left of <laughs> <laughs> No, I know. But, um, you know, that's my situation. I think it's, it's just really shit because, again, there's no prospective baby daddy up in here. You know, if I was in a relationship, I think I'd feel it slightly less, slightly yeah, less. I, I know well. that my friend yeah. who's in a new relationship is still feeling the pressure because it's like, well, you're still getting older no matter what. Um, but there's no prospective baby daddy. So that's not making me feel great either. But in my head, I just kind of want to close my my section of this story. And, and you know, I am thinking about other options because people always say that. And I'm sure they've said that to you, Laura, and we'll talk about your stuff in a second. But um, I would love to adopt. I think if I get to a certain age and I've got that in my head, if I haven't had a child uh, with a partner or whatever, then I will absolutely look to adopt because I think that was that would be wonderful for me. It's not for everybody. So there are options and I know that's an option open to me. Um, I've even looked at fostering before and I think I'd be open to that. So that's just me. And I know so many people will be feeling it. That's one of these milestones that I think is more difficult because there is a biological end point. Mm. So obviously for you being married and you've talked a little bit about fertility stuff, I can't imagine the pressure, mate, that you must feel. Do you know why I have really come to a place? It's weird. It's weird because I sort of like my go-to defense is like, don't want to talk about it. It's in the mm. past. I've dealt with it. I think I probably do need like some more like counseling or therapy uh, around it. But it's weird. I, I kind of, I was chatting to Lottie about this the other day. She was saying to me, she was like, mate, are you, are you just saying that you, you're fine with not having kids or, or do you not? And I was like, we talked a lot about it, actually, in her uh, back garden. And uh, I didn't even really get upset. And like normally, literally, as soon as I, really? any mention of it comes, I yeah. just cry. I, do, I just feel like life is good and I have my nieces and they're amazing. And I cannot wait for them to go home because they're so loud and so messy and like mm. I just I don't know I just feel like maybe it isn't like meant for me and maybe it isn't the the be and end all and if we did end up having kids I'd only really want one anyway because I just see how miserable tired and poor everyone is that's <laughs> kids I don't mean that I just mean <laughs> that that obviously it's a big struggle like financially no, and they don't absolutely. sleep and they're just constantly stressed and they're like mm. snapping at each other and I would really love to do an honest poll at one, uh, one time on Instagram. I, I kind of, I've been wanting to do it for ages to say to people like, is it actually yeah, worth it? Or is it just because you feel like you had to mm. have kids? I know there's loads of people that will say it's the best thing in my life and yet it's stressful and yeah, it's yeah. tiring, but I wouldn't change them for the world. But I think that about, like, I think that about Buddy, I know it's completely different. I'm not. I was about to say, I feel about the house. Like, I know it's not the same thing, but like, I love my house. But if I'd had my time again, would I do it? Right. I don't know if exactly. I would buy a house, honestly. Exactly. So, just so for, for example, example yeah. I'm sure there's, there are quite a lot of people. It's one of those things that we never talk about of like people that regret having kids. Mm. And I know it's because it's horrible to say that about your own children, but I bet there's so many people that do. Anyway, yeah, I, I am feeling a bit of pressure coming up to 35, but I. I think I've just been through the ringer so much with it that I just yeah. have, have come to a point where I think, A, I've kind of accepted that it, it hasn't happened and may not happen. But I think there is also a part of me that hasn't also given up hope. Okay. Maybe it might happen. 
when I least expect it. But we aren't trying mm. at the moment. It isn't on the cards. We're not pursuing anything. Every fucking door has been mm. slammed in our face because of our weight, even though, like, we have... It's, like, unexplained infertility. Like, we don't have... I have piece, like polycystic ovaries, and I think my weight probably is a contributing factor. But there's nothing wrong as such do you know what i mean like fundamentally yeah, like yeah. oh i don't have like low egg reserve matt's fine like it there's nothing really so it but we can't do anything we can't have ivf and we can't even adopt because of our bmi and it's just mad i personally i don't think adoption is for me like and maybe i'll get shit for that no, but don't. I, that's Why? just me personally like i but fostering mm. i would absolutely love to do so like it's, it's everyone's you? different yeah i, think I could actually see myself fostering. this is what i think might happen i don't know why i'm gonna fuck it i'm gonna manifest it maybe we get our house and i decorate all the the nice little pink room for the nieces which i'm so excited about we end up fostering and then maybe we adopt like from that I, who knows who knows i think you'd be a great foster mom by the way I thank think you and likewise, you've never mentioned you that before i i think you'd be really good yeah, I I would really like to do it. Matt's aunt fostered a lot, and she said it's not <laughs> it's not as like glamorous as you think it is. God no. Um, yeah, yeah. People think that you know the kids are going to be so grateful and loving, and that she's like they're not. They don't want to be there. They want to be with their family. Like then, yeah, like it's not. It's hard basically. Yeah. So I'm not going into it all like you know it's going to be a Disney movie. But yeah, we'll see. I think yeah, definitely do have some like underlying trauma around the baby thing still, and I I do. I have Matt and we talk about it a lot and we've, you know, we've been, we've been through it. So yeah, I think that's where I'm at at the moment, but like, yeah, never say never, but it still hurt. Like I'm talking about now and it does hurt, but I'm not, I'm not crying my eyes out, which, so I think is progress. This is a different conversation that we would have had a year ago, oh, I think. massively, yeah. It's all consuming infertility. Like it literally is the worst thing I've ever been through in my life. I know I'm in a better place now because pregnancy announcements used to absolutely mm. crush me, like destroy me, even for my own family. Then you feel like an absolute prick because you're like, okay, that's horrible. I should be happy for them. But then you, then you are happy for them, but you're also really sad for yourself. But then people don't understand that you can be both of those things and it causes yeah. a lot of tension. I fell out with a friend because of it because I didn't like her social media posts about her pregnancy. <laughs> Over there, fuck off. Um, <laughs> and and it, yeah, it does. It, it, can, it can cause tension. And I, even, my, even my own like dad, my dad was like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, you should be happy for them. And I was like, until you have been through the pain mm. of every month thinking, is this it? Is this it? Of negative after negative test you will never ever know like it's 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 just it's heartbreaking it's horrible and we don't talk about it enough just like we don't talk about the pressures we as women face mm. to achieve certain things by a certain age and it, and i know that that like the thing that upsets me about your situation is i know that if kids don't happen for you like it is in the in the kind of next couple of years years or whatever you'll be like right well i've got to have this massive career like you, you feel like you've got to overcompensate, and like, yeah. why should, why do we do that? It's, it's horrible. We just, I want, I want to go back to the Barbie movie of like, we just cannot win. We can't win, and we absolutely can't win because I'm uh, on the day of recording this. I put something on my stories this morning to kind of say to people like, do you feel this pressure too? And the amount of women who have messaged me to say, I have got a husband, I've got two children, I've got the house, I've got the dog, I've got the job. But I still feel pressure about something else because you feel pressure about being a, a you know a good mum and and yeah. comparison to others. Someone yeah. else got a better house than you. Perhaps they've got more yes. savings. Or you can't you can't win. You can't win. And yes, there's this biological thing about having a children, and and I kind of want to put that to bed a little bit. But 
even if the people that have got it all on paper don't feel like they've got it on paper. And I've said this in in the episode that we did with Shaney Silver about being single. I don't think that when I have it all in air quotes, I will feel, ah, I'm done now. Because you just don't. (laughs) You just don't. I I think that's also because we live in such a consumerist society, like that whole keeping up with the Joneses thing. Like you said, you're spot on with that. I wonder Mm. how many people listening now are thinking that same thing. Like, are we ever just allowed to be content? I think that's one of the hardest things. That's what I aim for in my life is just to be content Content. with my lot. But we always want like something more, don't we? Like even like me now sitting here going like, I want a bigger house. Mm, (laughs) So we've got out. We are literally mortgaging ourselves up to the eyeballs and I I worry it's going to be a massive chain around both of our necks um but we're like oh it's fine like we because we we, we want it um and it's just I I I mean I guess on the one hand it's like quite nice to know it's normal and that we all feel it but also just yeah it's about understanding why we feel it isn't it yeah the thing is, and I don't know because I think a lot of these milestones they do come from comparison. Because yeah, at thirty four, I would say about eighty percent of my friends are married with children, right? So in my head, you're like, well, that's what's air quotes normal then. At twenty three, sixty percent of my friends had gone to uni and finished their education. So that's you feel like is normal. And all these other, you know, by 30, 60% of my friends had bought a house. So you feel like that's normal. So it's this comparison thing all the time. Yeah. And that's why we feel it. And sometimes it's jealousy. Like there are some friends that I'm certainly jealous of or envious of. Um, I want them still to have the thing, but I am just, I also want it. Yeah, it's like envious. Yeah, it's a good word. <laughs> that's, that's the pressure is like you're seeing all your friends that perhaps you've grown up with or people that are the same age as you and they've achieved all this other stuff and you haven't. Mm. It just, it just hurts sometimes. And especially yeah. the older you get, it can hurt. But also I have faith in the fact that the older I get, and I know that from my DMs this morning, that people care a little bit less. So I'm waiting for that time, Laura. Yeah. And I do think as a society, that's really hard to say. Uh, as a society. <laughs> thank you, darling. Uh, um, things have like progressed and changed. Like when I think about our parents' generation, so my mum's, um, she'll kill me for this. <laughs> I'll just say mid 50s. So she doesn't hate me. And, you know, she said, literally, you left school. You got with someone, you got married, you had kids. It's just what you did. And if you weren't knocked up by, you know, I hate that phrase, but if you weren't having, you know, pregnant by 23, 24, then that was like something was wrong. Mm. Whereas my one of my really good friends, her sister got pregnant at 21, 22. And my immediate reaction was, oh, oh my that's... God. <laughs> is she like, <laughs> teenage she's, pregnancy? She's just ha- yeah, she, yeah, literally. <laughs> This is a thing. So we have definitely like changed and evolved and you see a lot of women having babies in later life. Mm. It's just so unfair, isn't it? That biologically that puts us there's at... There's a limit. Yeah, there's a limit. And it's just, it's so unfair. But I wonder if that will change. I also think that you need to take a, like, a lesson out of your own book and what we talk about all the time of like, you know, having that fat friend yeah. is having more like single friends that don't like do. to have, have kids. Because I think that has definitely helped me. Um, I don't think it's a coincidence, although I think I told myself on a previous episode that it was subconscious. And it was. It wasn't like I sorted out. But all of my close friends don't have kids. Mm. I don't know. I just I just think that that makes me feel less alone and like less of like the one that's that's left out. So, Travis, you haven't got time for any more friends. (laughs) I haven't. I haven't. And on, on that, though, I will say I'm slightly concerned that when I do, you know, with all the people that have got children and they want to talk about them. And of course I want to hear about, I love them all. They're so, you know, wonderful kids, love my friends, but it's getting more and more heartbreaking to hear about 
how your second child is going to school next year and how this is happening and you're organizing this birthday party and it's getting harder and harder to hear about that and sit there and be all right with it. So I'm scared about what that might do to friendships. I, I wonder if other people feel that. I have that's that's something I literally started feeling last week. Um, I'm not ready to kind of <laughs> go too much into it, but if other people have felt that, because yeah, it sucks. But again, I know on the flip side that as parents, they also feel that pressure and they feel like sometimes they lose their friends because their world becomes about their children. So again, it's another thing of we can't win. I definitely um on that whole kids' school thing. Like I said, mostly fine about it. But um, I think it was about a year ago, I picked my niece up from school and I saw loads of people, mums that were below my school year from mm. my school, picking up their kids. That's and horrible. that was like yeah. an actual physical punch in the stomach. And I was like, I was like, I felt like I'd failed. Mm. And I felt like a sense of embarrassment because it wasn't my, it's not my choice. Like, you know, people like I, I choose not to have kids and yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I just felt like, a, f- a failure and that mm. that's horrible it gets sometimes it gets you in different ways doesn't it when you, yeah. sometimes when you least expect it yeah there is that thing that added kid thing of feeling like a failure and you know i started listening to a podcast um recently it's like 15 minute episodes all about like the cycle and it's a 15 minute episode per day of the cycle and i was like this is really good and, I, and we actually want to do an episode on this because uh, i don't know enough about the cycle and i'm 34 i should know everything i feel like and it just started to get me really upset. I thought I'd be, you know, be this educational thing that I'll, I'll listen to on my walks. And I was walking in tears because oh, right. it talks about the cycle. And it obviously the cycle has one purpose and that is to produce a child. And I'm like, I feel like, like you said, like a failure because it's not doing what it's meant to do. How many people feel like that? I know you have. It's so stupid and we're not a failure. Other things are going on. Sometimes it's your choice. Sometimes it's not. We're not a failure because of it. That's just the circumstances, but oh man, the kid thing's so Mate, shit. Send you a massive hug, literally <laughs> mm, down the old. I know. Um, I know. I wish we were together today. Yeah, <laughs> so I know. Together. I, I really feel for you, and I can <sighs> sort of, you know, I can see and I can hear and I can feel how, how upset you are, and I just want to wave, wave a magic wand and it will be all right for you. But like all in good time, my love. That's what I said to you the other day. Like all in good time, and I know it's hard, and and sometimes you just have to sit with it and just. You know, nothing's going to change overnight. You've just got to feel it, haven't you? Feel those feelings. It's, it's hard. Feel it. And I think what you just said is really good. And you didn't try and fix the situation. And again, this podcast, if you're listening to it and you are feeling the same feelings we're feeling, we're not here to fix this situation. We're not here to provide you solutions. We're here to talk about how we experience it and perhaps make you feel more seen, more heard, less alone. And I certainly do. Just by putting that on my Instagram this morning and having hundreds of women say, same. (laughs) And all being in different circumstances as well. So I appreciate that. Um, But there are other milestones, not just the baby one. I feel like we perhaps should move on from the baby (laughs) Before both of us have a mental breakdown. Yeah, cool, thanks. Moving on. on the other ones we kind of you know danced around the subject but it is marriage as well and and uh or being in a relationship that's another one coupled with the kid thing that i'm feeling so hard right now again you feel like i feel like that if you are single when i was single i broke up with matt we had like a little bit blip i felt like i had failed and i felt embarrassed Mm. Mm. and i do think that I mean, I feel like you're allowed to be single for a little bit after a relationship breakup. Do you, do you feel like that? And then there's like a grace period of like, oh yeah, of course she's just had a breakup. In my head, you're like a year and then you got yeah. to go straight back in. And, it's and then like, it's nah. like, oh, why is she still single? Yeah. Why is she still single? That is it. I get that a lot, obviously, because I've been for a single for a very long time. But sometimes if you get your heart broken, and again, I also think that's an episode, Laura, heartbreak. 
If you get your heart broken unexpectedly, it's like you've had the world ripped out from under you and it takes longer than a year to go over sometimes. And also other things happen. Mm. And then also being single is great and dating is shit, as we talked about in last week's episode. <laughs> I, I felt that though. And then I had some people message this morning to say, you know, they've just got out of a, a relationship and they feel they've got to start again and, and that yeah. whole thing. And that, that starting sucks. Starting again. And, yeah. And that's horrible. And that's, you know, where so many of us are at but then also that's the danger of then settling yeah we don't want to do that we don't want to do that so as much as perhaps we do want a partner and i'm so ready for a partner i'm also never never going to settle and again there is no age limit to which you can get married this is where we get to the nice bit Mm. of this episode you can get married at 95 if you want you can get married five times sometimes things don't work out people have very different relationships and perhaps you're not in a safe one there is nothing wrong with leaving there is nothing wrong with starting at whatever age that that's really wonderful so i do feel the pressure on that but a little bit less good also can we just talk about how weddings are overrated yeah I, yeah. I, I love Matt and I, I am glad that we're married because I do actually, I think it's quite nice. But I was never that bothered about getting married ever. Oh, I really? just, yeah, I really wanted to get engaged and I was on at Matt. I was, oh, when I think back, you were one of them, weren't you? Me. I was. Yeah. I wanted to be engaged and I wanted to have a baby. Things, or babies, things don't always work out how we want them to. We ended up having this big old wedding and half the people I don't fucking speak to. And I'm like, <laughs> I mean, how many people had just an average wedding date, right? As in, right, let me hear hear me out. Okay. I loved the things I did and the aesthetic and all of that. And there were certain bits of that that were really nice. But I was just like, oh, okay. Because again, we put this pressure on us. Interesting. After I got married, I hope I don't upset Matt with saying this because I know he had the best date ever. And I'm so glad, but he didn't organise it. (laughs) I think that's the difference because I was just like worried about what everyone else was It's like when you cook a roast dinner and you eat it and you're like, well, this is nice, but I'm also fucking exhausted. Right, and hot and knackered and not hungry anymore why does that always happen it's not fair yeah yeah he had a great time happy for you darling he did (laughs) you're here i didn't know you were coming I want to tell you about a little secret of mine. It's called The Secret Mum Club and it's a brand new podcast that's all about the little secrets that we keep to ourselves as parents to get us through the day. Whether it's questionable parenting techniques, hilarious fails or cringeworthy moments of madness from your little ones, the easiest thing to do for all concerned is to brush it under the lightly soiled carpet and pretend everything is okay. So join me, Safina, and my secret sidekick and mum friend, Emma Jones. Hiya. Just search and follow The Secret Mum Club wherever you get your podcasts. Another one, though, and a big one. There seems to be this pressure to have bought a house kind of by the time you're 30 yeah. or something like that. But the average age for buying a house in the UK is 33 and a half. There is such huge amount of pressure, which, again, I don't really... I say this and I, I, do, I, do have, I do have a mortgage on this house, but I just think it's silly. The most important thing we should have is a roof over our heads and... If someone needs to hear this right now that is like feeling a bit shit that they don't own their own house or are struggling to save or whatever, and it's so impossible. Oh my God, I can't, I cannot. Let me tell you, if I had my time again, I kind of mentioned it earlier. I don't know if I would buy. Really? It is such a tie. Yeah. It is such a worry. Like there is, there is two things that have gone wrong in my house in the last two weeks. And I'm looking at like thousands to repair I don't have thousands where does that come from I'm, I'm a solo mm. home buyer even if I had a partner here I don't know where that money's coming from like it's such a tie and I don't think is as wonderful as people make it out to be I think the most important thing is that we have is a is a roof over our heads mm. I'm so glad you've mentioned that because again I do feel like 
a bit like the wedding like everyone just says it's the best day of your life and like but but Mm. owning your own home it's the best feeling of your life and actually if we just kind of normal and we don't want to sound like debbie downers or anything but it's just just to say like the reality of it it's not always it's not always it grass is it's always greener saying that i i love my house the the day that i got the keys and putting the keys in and walking in it kind of made those years of saving and and all of that worth it Mm. but at the same time I then walked in and 10 minutes later realized how much I'd have to do by myself and I was like shit I don't know if I could do this and like the reality is sometimes not as good as as your Pinterest board right um let's just be honest about that and again buying a house there is no age limit to that either you can do that whenever you're financially able to at the minute interest rates are shocking Uh, Laura you're you're the only person I know that is moving house in the next two years you weirdo but um (laughs) but there's there's no time limit to do that and so if you want to buy a house because that's what you want fabulous but there shouldn't be the pressure on when to do it yeah agreed agreed I feel like the last big one is the whole job thing, career thing, isn't it? Mm, because yes, again, yes, yes. I feel like uh, f- for women, especially women who have children, it's like you're allowed to have a career break to raise children, although it's not seen as a as a job, even though it's way more hours yeah. for way less. <laughs> <laughs> it's seen, it's seen as a year off work and I'm sure it ain't. <laughs> it, 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 yeah, I mean, it's not a holiday is from what, from what I've been told. But yeah, then there is that pressure to like get back into work or to not or to mm. be part time or whatever to take a step back. And yeah. and then if you don't have kids, I feel like there is an for me, I feel like there's an added pressure to do well in my career mm. because I don't have kids. And also the, the time in which you start your career. So it's kind of this pressure of, you know, if you do go to uni or any further education that you you jump straight into that career and you start climbing the ladder straight away. Well, that's bullshit. Like, again, I think probably a lot of mid 30 year olds right now are questioning their career choices. Me for one, right? When I I went to uni, I graduated at 21. I didn't start working in like communication. So the career I'm in at the minute, I think until I was 24. So those kind of like two, three, two and a half, I can't can't do maths, help me out. But like two and a half, three years, I just worked in the call center where we both worked. And I just, you know, I was going out every weekend. I was like, you know, having a great time in that, but I hadn't started my career and I felt awful because loads of my friends had. I was 24. 20, I was a fetus when I started <laughs> and I felt like that was really late. <laughs> fetus. Fetus, 24, you're a fetus. And, and I felt yeah. all that pressure then. And now I'm like 10 years in. I'm like, well, I'm done with that now. That was good. <laughs> Go on to so something else. you're feeling the pressure now though, like at work, like you said to me in your voice note the other day that you feel like there's so many people... Oh, you mentioned it at the top of the episode, actually. There's a lot of people that are younger than you at your yeah at your level. So how do you feel about that? I actually don't care so much, but that's Good. my personal okay. circumstances. But I do, it has been one of those things that have added to the pressure. Right. But that's because I uh, sort of went up the career ladder very, very quickly in a very short period of time. And then the thing happened, which led to, a, you know, a bit of a mental breakdown. And I very purposely made sidesteps for five, for the last five years. Yeah. I haven't moved up. That's been yeah. very purposeful. Yeah. And so I'm fine with it because it's been my choice. But now I'm looking at these 26 year olds who are the same level as me now. And I'm thinking, oh my God, like, should I be further ahead? And yes, I should be further ahead if I wanted to, but I didn't. In a year's time, I'll probably go up to the next level, blah, 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 blah. But there's just this huge amount of pressure to want to climb the ladder to want to get to the top. And I don't know about you, I think we agreed on this recently that if you were sort of still in the kind of traditional admin officer 
to whatever officer to manager to senior manager to director kind of level that you wouldn't want to be the top of the chain anyway like the director or the ceo or do you i don't know if i'd want to be yeah i don't think i'd want to be director level i love the idea of owning my own business i mean i kind of do because i'm self-employed but do, like not yeah, really yeah. but love the thought of having my own like business and doing doing it like that i just yeah. i think i'd find it really hard to work with somebody else again um so i don't necessarily feel the pressure in that sense of like mm. but i definitely did in, a, in the office and i was like for for a couple of years two or three years when we were at i was at my old job where we met i was trying to move on and get another job or i was trying to move up and nothing mm. happened so for two three years i just felt stagnant and because i was going for all the infertility sadness I needed something else to focus on and I didn't, I couldn't get it. I didn't have it. And I just felt so stuck and I, it made me feel so worthless and awful. And I think one of my uni friends, we have like a really lovely like group chat. Mm. She's kind of really changed my opinion. And I think my, our other uh, friend's opinion on like work life as well. She just says, I did definitely. She was like, I'm in my thirties now. She's like, I do not want to live to work. I want to work to live. She's like, I want to retire by, I'm 40, by the time I'm 45. She's like, my goal is just to make enough money just so that I can just have a nice, simple life. And I th- I actually think that there's really something to be said for that. Again, we're all different. You might want to be CEO of whatever. That's fine. But I don't know. I kind of like see where she's got on kind of thinking and I don't want to be... Yeah, I don't want to be like working to, to like, like a dog and like no. just a slave to the nine to five. I don't want to... I, and I'm very lucky and I'm very, very fortunate I don't have to, I don't do that now. Mm. Definitely did feel that pressure before. Yeah, no, same, you do. And I think naturally, I think it's the 20s thing, isn't it? Where you climb that ladder and every kind of couple of years you should be going up a step, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't work like that in all jobs. So, and it shouldn't work like that for everybody. And if you're happy where you are, don't let the pressure try and push you when you're not ready to. Yeah. If you do work full time, you are spending like 40 hours a week at this thing. You deserve to be happy. So mm. I don't want that ever to, anyone to ever feel pressure to stay in a job that they hate because let me tell you, it doesn't work. Um, and also just to start again, I think that's exciting. The moral of the story is to, don't <laughs> feel the pressure. But also really quick, you mentioned it a second ago, like this pressure of working to live. And someone in my DMs mentioned this and I hadn't really thought about it that way is that, you know, if you don't have children naturally a lot of people will be like oh she's a career woman yes i'm not i wouldn't call myself a career woman like i earn to make money i've got a cool job i'm really happy about it but i'm like going out on a sunday to the beach with stacy woman i'm like spending friday with my mum doing this woman i'm all these other things not a career woman those are the two options you have people yeah pick one There are just a couple more of these like silly little milestones that I wanted to mention that bother me. One is education. And it's that whole thing of if you wanted to go to uni, you must go to uni when you're like 18, 19, 20. Mm-hmm. And no, I say no. If you want to go and do any sort of further education or a course or whatever, there is no time limit for you to be able to do that. Perhaps if you're 35, you might not want to go and live in halls again. And I certainly wouldn't. <laughs> But I have got my mind on doing a master's in medieval history as and when I can afford oh, it. Uh, so again, finance is the only thing stopping me doing that. Um, and I've got no qualms about doing that when I'm like 40. Not one. Oh, I'm so happy that you're going to do that. I really, really am. That makes it like your face lit up when you, when you said about that. <laughs> I'd great. love to, but it's just finance at the minute. So yeah. as and when I can afford to do these things, I I will do it. <laughs> It'd be so much fun. <laughs> For me personally, so I have to say like, I 
I kind of regret my degree. I think it helped me get my first job. Mm. So in that respect, I don't. But I let more in six months of being in my job in my first publishing company than I did from three years at uni. I'm glad I did it for the social element of it. But I just think now, especially with like uni prices and stuff, like uh, as much as they are, I think if you need to go to uni because you want to be a lawyer or a doctor or whatever, something that requires a degree, mm. then do that. Otherwise, again, I feel like we put a bit of stigma on people that don't go to university now and that should yeah. not be the case. Do an apprenticeship. Do otherwise. My brother is doing so well. He did. He got an apprenticeship at BAE. And he didn't need a degree. In fact, actually, he did get a degree and the company bloody paid for it. So who's laughing? Whoa, bloody hell. Right? <laughs> I just, what I mean is, like, I just don't think that, again, we should see uni as like the only way and be looked down upon if you don't. I feel like a lot of my friends that didn't go to uni feel like they missed out or that they don't feel like good enough or they'll never get the dream job. Let me tell you, the amount of people that are in great jobs or own their own businesses or do whatever that didn't go to uni or didn't even have a GCSE between them, it doesn't fucking matter. I'm telling you now, I've been on a lot of interview panels where I've been interviewing people and I have never looked at their education. Don't care. Really? It's your, ex- it's your, it's your experience. That's what you care about. So mm. there should yeah. not be this pressure to go to uni if, if you don't want to or do any further education if you don't want to. Education in terms of that side is not for everybody. Mm. Go, go to uni or don't go to uni. It's your decision. Don't feel external pressure to do one or the other, to be honest. Yeah, or because you did or, or you didn't. Yeah. Yeah. The last one is money. Okay. Tell me more. I didn't expect that. Uh, again, mid 30s, I feel like there seems to be this pressure that I should be, and people who are at this age should be very financially independent, have a bunch of savings, be able to put an extension on their house and do all these things. And I say that because a bunch of my friends have got loads of savings and I put an extension on the house or like you are, you're buying a bigger house and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, I am still living paycheck to paycheck. I and it's that that statistic of most people are sort of two months away from homelessness. If mm-hmm. I don't pay, I, that's it. If I don't get paid for two months, I can't pay my mortgage and my house is gone. That's what that's my situation. But there seems to be a lot of pressure that I should have all these savings and all of this, and I don't. And the thing is, no one talks about it. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk about it and say, hello, this is my situation. And there's lots of things I wish I could do. I've gone on one holiday in four years, uh, but because I can't afford to, and no one talks about it. And I just wanted to talk about it. <laughs> Good for you. I think it's really important we talk about it. I think it is mm. completely normal. I bet the majority, the vast majority of people are in the same position as you. Mm. Yeah. People sure. aren't making TikToks and so and, and, and reels and, and posts talking about that they're living pay to paycheck. Are they not, are they? No. And it's annoying. And I think I'm going to because I think actually more people than not are. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. And uh, yeah. And me and Stacey talked about it yesterday and we were like, I think our financial situation a lot of our financial situation will change if we were to get into a relationship and that person and we moved in together because yeah. my bills are disgusting. My bills cover mm. my salary. I have nothing left, right? Because I live alone because I'm doing this by myself. My mortgage has gone up. It's all gone up, right? I'm lucky that I've, you know, because of this podcast, I've been able to build a community online. So my earning opportunity, I, there is some there and I'm, I'm now going to lean into that because I have to, because I can't mm. afford to do this otherwise. Um, you know, I've got to get a new front door. That's two grand. A new front door, Laura, two grand. I can't even no, talk about it. No, it's not. Don't be ridiculous. Oh, it's got to be all fire regulated and stuff. So oh, it's, really? uh, <laughs> we'll talk about oh. it. But um, yeah, I have to. But I think we just, there's this pressure. I, I feel that very, very much as well, that I don't have this. But I had a really good conversation with my dad yesterday. He made me feel so good. And we all love Gav. Um, and Gav's done very well for himself. He's 62, he's retired. And him and my stepmom, and she retired when she was 55, go on 
lavish holidays all the time. They've got a lovely house, all this kind of thing. And I was like, dad, can you just help me out? Like, when did you start to get a bit more financially secure? And he was like, Loz, when I, you know, when him and my mum divorced, he was maybe early forties, 40, something like that. He's like, I had to start from scratch from then. I had nothing. Mm. And so he's built what he's got in the last 20 years. And that gives me a bit of hope. So if that gives anyone else hope, that Gav's doing lovely. He's going to Bermuda. He went to America for a month last year. Gav's doing all right for himself. <laughs> Bloody hell. We're very Love jealous Gav. and envious. Well done, Love Gav. Gav. Um, but he didn't start until much later because his circumstances changed. So he was probably like 44 and had and started from scratch. So there shouldn't be this pressure to do it. As long as you can pay your bills and you're all right, that's the most important thing, really. Yeah. Don't worry about not having 50 grand in the bank. <laughs> oh, massively. Yeah, mm. I, don't, I don't know anyone who's got that. No. And also, there's so many people that are that can't pay their bills, that are struggling, and it's not mm. their fault. It's not for no fault, yeah. fault of their own. I know somebody whose mortgage has gone up £700 a month. <gasps> Shut up. I'm not joking. Jesus. And they've just had a baby. And they're £700, that is a mortgage. So, the, the baby's like 10, 11 weeks old and she's having to go back to work two days a week. <gasps> it breaks oh, my heart. This is what I mean. Gosh. This is what I'm just saying. It's just that... That's the reality of it. No one's talking about it. No, no one, one is talking, talking about, about it. Jesus. Um, All right, we're going to have to talk about it. It's just, it's just really hard. And it's just another thing that we don't need to feel added pressure about. But I say that, it's all very well us sitting here going, oh, don't feel the pressure. That's fucking life-changing stuff if you can't pay your bills and you are in debt. Yeah. And so many people are in debt. It's Again, that's another thing we don't talk about. I feel like, especially in this country, mm. we don't talk enough about money or we debt. Don't. It's it, a very I like, don't know why. British thing of like, no, no, we're fine. Everything's fine. Yeah. That bothers me. I think we might have to do a bit more on that, Laura. Yeah, maybe or we like... should do like a money episode, like a smart... Yeah. We should get on. You know that woman who's like self-made millionaire? Maybe she would give us some advice <laughs> and tips. <laughs> Tell me how to do it. Because <laughs> at this point, and I really will, I think I'd earn my millions on OnlyFans, but I'd have to talk to the gross men and I can't be valid. <laughs> but yeah, and, oh. and you're right. There's a few of these things that we've talked about in this episode today where are arbitrary like there's no time limit to get married there's no time limit to do all of these things but there are some of these things that are genuine pressure like being able to afford your bills yeah is eat yeah. It, it, yeah and and sometimes and if this is helpful to anybody for me it has been heating or eating because like i can't my bills have all gone up where does that money come from i'm on one public sector salary here people like so and if that helps you feel less alone in that so there's some of these things are a huge amount of pressure but the, the money one is is a scary one i think it is scary yeah and i'm I, I genuinely like i i didn't know just like how scary that was for you so i really appreciate you opening up to me and to all of our amazing listeners and i i just can imagine that already that you'll be inundated with people being like oh my god didn't realize same i hope so i think i'll do i'll do um some instagrams around this when when this episode comes out so we can maybe talk about it a bit more and, and you guys yeah. can share your stories and and perhaps make other food, others feel less alone because i think those who have a lot of disposable income or extra income we know about it but those that don't have any we don't really know about it like you know did you know all of this about me and probably not everybody so let's talk about it a bit more and make ourselves feel less pressure especially in a bloody cozy lives we're still cozy living out here it's bloody <laughs> really- night there <laughs> Well, I, for one, am really grateful for your vulnerability and your honesty Thank today. You. Um, I feel like this was just literally us chatting and we're <laughs> just having a good old chat. Um, <laughs> but I really hope it's helped anyone listening. Um, so if you are, like Lauren said, if you are feeling the pressure on, on anything, then I hope that this has been like a bit of a hug and a, just like a, felt like yeah. a chat among friends to maybe take that pressure off you a little bit. 
Yeah, totally agree. Um, oh, guys, I just really love this episode. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, we really hope you've enjoyed it. And uh, we will be back next week with a new episode. But if you do want more of us in the meantime, you can check us out on Instagram at Go Love Yourself Pod and join our Facebook group, Go Love Yourself Community. Or if you'd like to get in touch with us, you can email golove at crowdnetwork.co.uk. You can also support the show by subscribing on Patreon or on Apple Podcasts, where you can get ad-free and early episodes for £1 a week. Or you can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Crowd Network. A place where you belong.